0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, the uh, city of Hamilton staff uh, apparently will resent this friction report, this very controversial friction report uh, to do with the Red Hill Valley Parkway at least two times. This is uh, as a result of uh, freedom of information requests by the Hamilton Spectators, a piece in uh, today's spec from uh, Nicole O'Reilly that uh, outlines uh, what these uh, email chains uh, that they've uncovered seem to indicate. Joining us to try to dissect this and analyze this is uh, John Best, of course, publisher of the Bay Observer here in town. John, how are you doing this morning?
1: Just fine, Bill. Highway to hell, that was subtle.
0: <laughs> it seems that way. Uh, who knew after all that? Yeah. Listen, what, I, I, I'm getting very confused of what to make of this right now. I mean, you know, at first uh, somebody said, well, this is a gross incompetence by city staff. Uh, now it looks like it might be oversight. I, I know that there's going to be a review on this, but th- this information that's coming forth right now is is it clarifying stuff or muddying the waters?
1: Well, it's certainly not clarifying. Uh, I I think, you know, if you sort with with what we know and of course there's a lot that that hasn't come out yet, <clears throat> there's all kinds of things going on and I think it it has partly to do with just the the overall size and complexity of uh, some of these city departments, I was just looking at uh, for instance we 're talking about the trade wind study now yeah. that was the one in two thousand and thirteen that that specifically dealt with friction issues on the uh, Red hill expressway now that was done Tradewind was actually a subcontractor to the uh, multinational huge engineering company Golder Associates. So 2013 you got Golder Associates uh ordering friction testing. But at the same time there's another major engineering firm uh CIMA Canada in uh involved and and they're conducting a safety review of of the Red Hill Valley. Uh so you've got two major engineering construction consulting firms both doing work and uh, on the same section of road and whether, and there doesn't appear to be any coordination between them because uh, the uh, CIMA company CIMA they in 2015 they say uh, because of the high proportion of wet surface condition collisions the city should consider undertaking pavement friction testing well, and that was done two years o- earlier with TradeWin and Goldner. So, it, you know, you, you've got a lot of consultants uh, doing uh, a lot of studies here, and there does not appear to be any coordination, certainly between them. Uh, there may have been a central figure in the city that was, that was sort of collating all this information, but uh, very strange uh, that you you would have conducted friction testing And yet, two years later, another consultant comes along and recommends that you do it, obviously unaware that it had already been done. So those are the kind of things that I think uh, just add to the head-scratching.
0: But when that occurs, and and according to to the piece in the paper today, that's seemingly the the chain of events here, Uh, when, when that second company said, you know what, you should really do friction testing, why wouldn't somebody in that department put their hand up and say, we already did, here's the report?
1: can not answer that uh... the the only thought and you know there's another possible player here we're trying to assign motives and we really don't have enough information to even begin to do that but there's there's one other department in the city that sometimes plays a role in some of these things and that's called risk management and their job is to minimize risk of lawsuits particularly and, you know, I doubt very much if you'd be able to successfully FOA their internal documents because it certainly would, almost certainly, be uh, deemed to be, you know, legal advice and that sort of thing. But you almost wonder here if what's happening is, was an attempt at, at sort of quietly tamping down uh, the risk here. Um, the other one, the other note that I would make on this whole issue is in uh we, we know that the Red Hill uh Expressway was scheduled for repaving. Uh so the question is, okay, when did that staff report appear? Um, and I dug through as much as I could and I and I asked city uh clerk staff and others we can't find a staff report that recommends that paving be done. It may be there, but I haven't been able to find it. So you, you fast forward to 2017, December of 2017, Council is now looking at the capital budget for the coming year. And just popping onto that capital budget is $13 million over two years to repave the road. Uh, but there, And throughout all those discussions, um, and I, I watched the... Thank God for those TV um, uh, airings of all these committee meetings because you can actually listen and see, hear what people were saying at mm-hmm. the time. No comment whatsoever, like an 800 pound gorilla in the room. They're talking, to, you know, counselors are talking about, well, why can't, why are we spending so much money on a police van? And uh, can I get, you know, Upper Paradise Road paved sooner? And so they're talking about all this sort of, you know, smaller stuff. And staring them in the face is this $13 million repaving that nobody even discusses. So it makes you wonder, is it something that was discussed in a in a closed-door meeting on the grounds of uh, possible legal implications? Did they all know? Did some of them know? Did nobody know and they were just stupid? You know, it, it really... <laughs> There's a lot of just a lot of questions.
0: Well, and I guess one of the things that keeps, as in my mind, as a constant thread through this whole thing, somebody at city staff knew about this report, and and uh, and even if they didn't agree with it, uh, I I think there's probably at least some responsibility there to present it to council, and and instead what they got was a report that basically said, and not only is everything fine, everything exceeds expectations, yet there was one report that said that's not the case. And and yeah. and I, I and when that happens, I mean that should send up a red flag. Even if you want, don't want to believe it, you should at least say, "Look at compare these two, and let's have a discussion about that."
1: I'm not certain. I, I can't say I'm comfortable saying that some of this information wasn't shared with some, at least some members of council. I, I can't imagine staff uh, going out on a limb like this. Um, you know, uh, suppressing reports or at least not releasing reports. Uh, critical, uh, you know, something where, where there, were, there clearly was going to be the, the danger of significant litigation. I just can't imagine that this didn't get discussed somewhere. And again, uh, because of the legal implications, it, it could clearly have been handled in an in-camera session of GIC or somewhere else. But when you see councillors sitting there passing a budget without comment for $13 million worth of paving, uh, they either knew what was going on or or they just were <laughs> terribly blind to what was the largest item on that capital budget.
0: Well, and listen, we're going down the road of speculation, I get that, but if I that it, yeah. if that were the case, John, then then whoever was on that council at the time has been misleading the public because their story is that they didn't know anything about this until it became a a, a newsworthy item a few months ago.
1: Well, and and you know, uh, you have to take them at their word i mean i you know i can't I'm not making the accusation I'm just saying I find it very difficult to believe that at least somebody on council wouldn't have had a sense that this was going on uh, th- This is way too big to my mind for a single member of staff to be just shouldering carrying this around with them the burden of this knowledge it it i find it Highly improbable, but we'll find out, I guess, when the uh, when the investigation is finally uh, com- concluded.
0: Uh, one of the, uh, the elements that's included here in the timeline is uh, apparently at some point Mike Beck, who was the senior project manager for the city's engineering section, uh, apparently uh, was talking to somebody at Golders, and I'm just trying to pick this apart here, uh, who mentioned the Tradewind scientific report. Uh, at that time, apparently Mr. Beck said he had not seen it or heard of it. So the staff member asked uh, that the the report be forwarded to this guy the next day. Uh, He said he looked at it, apparently, and said it was not relevant to the work he was doing and just filed it away for future reference. If he read the report and then said there's a concern, (laughs) I don't care if it's germane to what he's doing or not. Should he not have gone back to the senior manager and said, do we have a problem here?
1: Well, maybe. I mean, I've read the report and, and, you know, it is not a screaming report. It, it, you know, it doesn't have a lot of exclamation marks in capital letters. They, they do discuss the situation. They recommend further testing. But if you look at the language, it, it's not, you know, they, they do use the phrase, uh, significant, significantly below the, the standards that, uh, that, we, that should have applied. Um, so, yes, if you if you read it with the knowledge that we have now, you would say it's jumping off the page. But if you read it in the context of 2013, not so much. It, it's not a screaming, uh, you know, uh, flashing red light kind of a report. It's very dry, uh, very factual. I mean, if you read it, it, the information is there to be seen. But I'm just wondering how somebody in 2013 would would view that, especially since it appears they had multiple consultants working on this safety issue.
0: Okay, but to put that in context, uh, in, in time and place, even back in 2013, there was, at that point still, uh, an unusual preponderance of accidents or collisions uh, or cars sliding off the road, uh, which, you know, put that onto the table and, and read that report in 2013, and you're thinking, now well, maybe it is the road to a certain extent.
1: Yes, although it's interesting as well. uh, If we go back to this 2017 situation where council uh, apparently were not at all uh, curious about $13 million worth of road repaving. And right after they passed that capital budget, uh, council then received uh, yet another safety report on the Red Hill Expressway. And it talked about nothing except cat size better signage maybe some lighting down the road uh... possibility of barriers uh, rumble strips so here's another report that is by yet another consultant that doesn't deal with the friction issue and now we're into twenty seventeen so it it just seemed to me that uh... With all you know where were these consultants reporting to different members of the engineering staff Were it's hard It's hard for me to tell. I mean, it's such a large department. Uh, you know, one of the previous managers of that department said it was probably too big of a department to be properly supervised, and I think it probably cost him his job, but he was probably telling the truth. Uh, there's just a huge, uh, when I see all these consultants, and they, they seem to be passing each other in the night with, with reports that, seem to indicate that they don't know what the other consultant is doing, you start to wonder if the, if maybe this thing is just too big and got out of hand.
0: Well, and how does that work anyway? I mean, does does one area of the department hire a consultant and then another hires another consultant? I mean, do, do they not speak? Do they not converse with each other to, to understand that maybe they're crossing each other's paths?
1: Well, the consultants appear to be not conversing with each other. Now, whether internally uh, how that works, I, I don't know. And uh, you know, like this trade, when, uh, when uh, that study was not a particularly expensive study, it was thirty or $40,000. So you could, uh, you know, somebody at a lower level in the hierarchy could probably authorize an expenditure of that size. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, what, one of the things this study may end up telling us is, is the just the whole business of Commissioning uh, these various consultants and who's coordinating them and is anybody coordinating them, you know how does that all happen? I I think that's going to end up being um, an interesting sidebar.
0: Well, because we're we're starting to get little tidbits of information that, that are head scratchers, frankly. And uh, you know, I I read the report about the cat's eyes and and, and better lighting, etc. And. Uh, which also included the fact that they said, by the way, there was no problem with the wildlife, et cetera. They, I don't know why they decided not to put the proper lighting at the top of the, the road. Uh, but now they're saying, oh, it's fine. We could have done that anytime. time. Uh, and that's not what we were told at the time. And the cat's eyes are a good idea. But the contentious issue, John, is that one section of the road between what, King Street and Barton, really, uh, and that's where seemingly most of the accidents and, and collisions and, and deaths, sadly, are occurring. And there was little to no reference to that part of the road at all
1: no it uh, it's it's you know it's a bit of a mystery i I think we've got a you know i I just hate to speculate on what we're going to end up learning i i i what I do see here i think is uh an attempt to manage the problem before it became a major public blowout, which it now is anyway but that's what I think was probably going on here. Let's fix the problem uh before we get into a major class action suit. Uh, I think that was probably you know if you were trying to figure out why things happened the way they did that might that might be a possible answer,
0: yeah, but look at how effective was that because now there is the possibility of a class action suit now this is blown up and and everybody's got some concerns about this uh who knows what 's going to happen with the judicial review and and how long that's going to take and 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 what rocks they're going to be allowed i i I still by the way have a problem because I know counsel talked about that last week. And once again, I'm getting the impression that counsel seems to think that they can set the parameters for this review, what they should be looking at and what they should be not. i I, I got a problem with that. I think they should have hands off altogether and let the judge go wherever they want.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I, I understand fully how uh, how these things are commissioned. I, I think they, they do have to be given some kind of terms of reference uh, before they can start, but they should be pretty broad. Uh, there should be no restriction. On, uh, you know, where they go and, and what's made available to them. And I guess the whole purpose of a judicial review as opposed to the ombudsman or somebody else is simply that they do have subpoena power and they, you know, they can make people testify under oath, which is, uh, you know, certainly a far more serious level of, uh, uh, information gathering than you get, uh, otherwise. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, council seemed pretty eager to go ahead with this uh, review, and you would think that if there were people on council that, um, you know, that might have had information in the past that other councillors may not have had, you'd you'd think they'd be nervous. But I haven't heard any any sustained opposition to uh, this very thorough level of review. So, you know, I guess all we can do is let the chips fall where they may.
0: Well, and to that end, like I say, we, there's no evidence about anybody in the political realm, the councillors, uh, having any information on that. But I do know that usually, uh, especially when you get into things what they call agenda review, which is a meeting between the, the chairman of that particular committee, in this case Public Works, and uh, the senior members of that staff, they usually meet about four or five days before the committee meeting and what they have an agenda review to basically say, here's what we're going to bring up, here's what we're going to talk about, and here's what happens. So there was a possibility for dialogue there, and I'm not suggesting there was, but you would have thought that an issue like this at some point might have been part of that conversation.
1: Yeah, you you really would. I, that's why I'm I'm struggling with the idea that this thing was entirely contained to staff. I just think it's too big, uh, too much money involved uh, for there. Perhaps you're right. The the agenda review process, as opposed to an in-camera meeting. That might have been a way to tip off uh, whoever was the chair of uh, public works at the time, that, uh, look, we've got a hot potato here. Uh, here's how we think it should be handled, and uh, away we go from there. Uh, we'll hopefully find that out, but, uh, you know, it's uh, the, the, as you said earlier uh, in your comment, I mean, there's just so many more questions and answers here that one's really reluctant as a journalist to try to be too predictive of what 's going on here
0: if if they're reticence to get down this road and and to do the review, and there were some counselors that were pushing back on this initially, John, I think public pressure maybe finally got them into the fold uh, if if their intended purpose there was to try to sh- uh, avoid any shaming of any city staff, I think that that horse has left the barn too
1: yeah, it is, and I always get nervous uh you know when when you know it, it comes down to uh an individual like that because uh it just feels uh, it, it could be that, uh, you know, some sort of uh, misguided rogue behavior. But I always think that it's more likely to be scapegoating, quite frankly. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm more than willing to, to let, you know, the whole thing unfold before I make any judgment about any individual staff member.
0: Uh, Agreed. We'll see what happens over the uh, next couple of days. We we have not seen any uh, political reaction to the story today, so uh, that will be fascinating to see how they want to comment about this as well. John, thanks as always. Appreciate your input into this
1: today. My pleasure, Bill.
0: John Best, of course, publisher of The Bay Observer. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us